This is Living with Kremlin, WGOTLP Gainesville. Are you hydrated, baby? What are you a drink of water? Would you go away with me? Well, I could, but why bother? When you know, when you know, when you know, you don't need to see it all. That right? Yeah. Yeah? Why bother? Plastic, pyramid.
I am made a martyr daily by which I suffer the demoralizing imprudence of demigods posing as demigods. A climate of ignorance and hierarchies I live under. My patriotism, a lavender prison. Kosovo's religious communities remain unanimous. Keep those dirty freaks and faggots far away from us. They won't listen. They want kisses. Call me sir. No, please call me Mrs. When I'm aiming, I ain't missing. It's our battle, it's our mission.
That's uh, Lyle and Jer, Just Fine Goes, and thank you for tuning in to Living with Cramley here on WGOTLP Gainesville. Before that, we had Omni with uh, Plastic Pyramid featuring Izzy Glaudini, and then it was Kim Charles, Bang Bang. After that, you had Grazia with Cheap, and then it was one from Ashtray, Ismaili, uh, Miss Kosovo, and that's everything you've heard this week here on uh, Living with Cramley. So... Uh, for the, about the past six months since I reformatted the show, been doing uh, Six Street News here um, between the uh, first segment and the second segment, and I'm gonna kind of retire it, um, partly because I've just kind of run out of ideas, and uh, partly because it's kind of taken a little bit of a darker turn. So, for the last six months or so, I've been talking about like kind of micro news that's happening in the neighborhood where I live, which is just north of uh, campus. And um, things kind of went a little bit sideways when my bike was stolen not that long ago, which I've mentioned quite often uh, right in front of uh, Hogan's. And it was locked up. Someone cut my lock and I uh, learned a valuable lesson uh, not to leave uh, cable locks on your bike if you think someone might steal it. So... Nevertheless, been doing like uh, news stories in and around the neighborhood, uh, mostly things that I have noticed riding around on a bike, um, and I'm kind of out, out of ideas. And like I said, things took a little bit of a darker turn. So this will be the kind of unofficial retirement of Sixth Street News, and I, I may come back occasionally if something really interesting happens around the neighborhood and and do a little bit more. But um. I've got one last story, and it's an interesting one, to say the least. So, um, I'm out uh, riding my uh, brand-new used white mountain uh, mongoose, the new bike I have. And I'm coming home from uh, a really uh, pleasant ride, that's how I would describe it, uh, from my house, which is just north of campus, all the way to the stadium. And I'm heading back, uh, and I try always cut through the neighborhoods because I've mentioned this many times on the show that 6th Street has no bike paths and 13th Street does on parts um, it's also got a lot of crazy traffic so um, cutting through the neighborhoods and I'm going north on 8th Street uh, getting close to the intersection of 8th and 23rd Ave 
and I see this guy's carrying um, plastic grocery bags, and he's like, I don't know, uh, roughly 100 feet in front of me, going the same direction I am. And I watch him as he reaches the intersection, and I'm actually paying pretty close um, attention to what he does as he crosses, because it gives me a way on a bike to gauge how much traffic I can expect uh, when I get to the stop sign uh, that's going east and west on 23rd Ave. And immediately, and this should have been a red flag, I notice um, something a little weird about this person, and it is the fact um, that this man carrying these grocery bags, um, as he approached the E intersection, um, he seemed to walk right out without stopping uh, and looking into four lanes of traffic. Um, no pause at all to check and see if cars were coming, which, I don't know, it's a little bit dangerous, but uh, I get up to the stop sign, and he's already into the, the intersection, kind of the median, I guess, and um, I'm going to check, and I'm going to make sure that the four lanes is empty, and I see the man, he's about two-thirds of the way across, so I act pause for a couple seconds, um, because there's a couple cars passing by, and I want to make it across safely, I don't want to get hit by a car. And as I enter the intersection, something strange happened. And that would be this. The man who kind of walked out into traffic without looking, um, he turns around and he starts screaming at me. Now, I have no idea what this man was yelling because, as always, I'm riding with earbuds in. And I'm not about to take them out while I'm trying to pedal across four lanes of traffic to figure out what he's yelling about. Anyway, um, he's screaming and waving his arms, I'd have to say aggressively, at me at this point. Um, so in my mind, I'm thinking, hey, I just better ride fast and get past this guy um, as safely as possible trying to cross these four lanes of traffic. Anyway, um, like I said, he's screaming and waving his arms at me and... Um, He's just about all the way across the intersection and still screaming the whole time um, as I am crossing the same intersection. And then I'm getting kind of close to making it all the way across um, on the other side to continue uh, on 8th Avenue. Um, almost as I get to the other side of the intersection, this man, he's been yelling and screaming at me for whatever reason, he starts charging at me, like you would see in a classic bullfight in Pampelona. And he's charging at me like he is going to try to knock me off or tackle me on my bike. Again, I have no idea what this man is angry about. So instead of the straight line you would normally do to get across four lanes of traffic, I start to make this super fast, super wide left loop to avoid him. But then I discover, hey, I'm running out of road here to make it cross the street on uh, 8th. And I'm going as fast as I can, as fast as I can pedal at this point to avoid this crazy man charging at me like a bull. And I swear I was able to avoid him as he's lunging at me to tackle me off my bike by at most five or six inches, maybe, maybe even a little bit closer. And at this point, he's dropped his plastic bags that he was carrying on the ground. And as he attempts to tackle me, he falls on the street, you know, tumbling kind of head first. 
um, as I was basically able to avoid him. Uh, just a near miss. And of course my heart's beating a million miles an hour. I have no idea what's wrong with this person. And I would say probably I was pedaling around 20 miles per hour, uh, which is not fast but not slow on flat uh, pavement. Thinking um, at the same time, if this man had been able to tackle me, I would have gotten pretty hurt and banged up, um, which is kind of scary to think because, I, again, I don't have any relationship with this uh, random person. Um, so luckily, he was not able to tackle me and knock me off my bike. So I get past him, and I'm a safe distance uh, from this man. On 8th Street, he's still kind of on uh, the corner there. And um, I started screaming, you know, what the F is wrong with you? Because I have, again, no idea why this man tried to tackle me off my bike. But at this point, he picks up his bags off the ground, and now he's starting to head west of 23rd Avenue. I have no idea where he's going or where he's been. And really, in the 6th Street story, I should have stopped and called GPD. But I knew the likelihood of finding him was pretty low, um, as well as even if they did find him, are they going to actually charge him with assault? Um, which is probably not super likely, because um, I didn't suffer any injuries, other than being like really scared, like, like a mental injuries, panic. Um, so I guess I got away kind of lucky in a way, with just having some extreme anxiety and a little bit of mental distress, but... Be careful out there, people. It's a weird, weird time. It's only going to get weirder here in 2024. So that wraps up my uh, last official 6th Street News here on uh, Living with Cramla. So let's do what we do best, and let's play new music. i uh, got a new song from this band, The Lemon Twigs. It's called My Golden Year. Thank you for listening. <laughs>
say goodnight I smoke another 20 cigarettes Before I close my eyes If I'm up past midnight Might have a chance to say good morning Right before I cut the light When I wake up at dawn I reach across the void Just hoping we can share a moment's time And then the evening's mine And I can finally say I love you Right before I say goodnight
Alright, that's a new one from Liam Gallagher from Oasis fame, teaming up with John Squire, best known as part of the Stone Roses. And that song is just another rainbow, and it's kind of the song you would expect if uh, Oasis and Stone Rose. So Rose's team up to uh, record a song. So thank you for listening to Living the Kremlin, WGOTLP Gainesville, 100.1 FM. Before that, you had the Lemon Twigs, My Golden Year. Then it was Ducks Limited, Train Full of Gasoline. Then you heard one from Nation of Language, Spare Me the Decision, the Cutouts remix. And after that, it was Future Islands, Say Goodbye. And then finally, you had Idris and... 1999, Right to Future, and their song title is Run the Fade, and there you go. That's everything you've heard on the show this week. So let's switch gears and do the topic of the week. And this week, it's going to be beefs, or beef. Not the kind you eat, but the kind of uh, problem you have with someone else. And it kind of ties earlier with the Sixth Street News. Is I kind of have a beef with the man uh, for some reason came charging at me to try and tackle me off my bike. And if you missed that story, you can catch up to it by going to Cramwell uh, Radio Shows. And uh, it's kind of an interesting one, so I won't rehash that personal beef. But I do have another personal beef that I will talk about here. So let's talk about Planet, Planet Fitness, a gym best known for the Lonk Alarm, if you've ever worked out there. And uh, also giving the uh, van life culture people a place to shower. And if you don't believe me about the, the van life people, then uh, show up at uh, a Sunday at a 9 a.m. and look at the parking lot that's sitting outside of a Planet Fitness. But anyway, uh, the Planet Fitness I work out in uh, Gainesville is divided into I don't know, three workout zones. You have cardio, strength training, and interval training. And I'm in the interval uh, training zone, just basically there to do a little bit of light weights and get warmed up because my real goal is to head over to uh, cardio training to try and shed some pounds. But uh, um, interval training for people that don't work out, it just basically means you're working out pretty fast, doing multiple exercises over multiple machines. And I I know it's got to be really interesting listening to someone explain to you about working out at Planet Fitness, but stay with me. Uh, If you're strength training, then you're going to be like on one machine, most likely doing multiple sets, um, heavier weight, um, or free weights. And um, I think that's all the background knowledge that's necessary to understand uh, my beef this week. So um, there's this guy. I don't know who it is. I've never met him before. Um, But he's actually strength training in the interval training zone, um, which is against the Planet Fitness rules. And, you know, for a brief second, I thought, hey, maybe I should go snitch this guy out at the front desk. But I'm not that way. So um, even though I really wanted to use the machine that he was sitting on, uh, the bicep machine that he was using um, excruciatingly slowly, I thought, hey, whatever. I'll just circle back around on my circuit, and eventually he'll be done. I'll jump on that machine. Except this man was never done. Not only is he doing sets, which are not allowed, he's also working out incredibly slow. And between sets, he's spending like minutes sitting on the machine, on his phone, scrolling or or whatever. And like I said, for a second I thought, hey, I'll snitch this guy out at the front desk, but I didn't. So finally, I'm circling 
back around to actually finish this quick workout. Um, to finally get to the machine he's been sitting on for like 10 to 15 minutes. Which, again, it's against uh, gym rules. Um, this is like the circuit training area. Planet Fitness actually calls it the 30-minute workout zone. But, um, so he, at this point, he's figured out I've done every machine except for the one that he's done. Um, so he makes this decision, rather, um, that he's going to obnoxiously wipe this machine that he's been sitting on for at least 10 minutes. He's washing it down like he's washing like an old man uh, out in the driveway, you know, polishing and washing like a classic Corvette. And like I said, at this point, he knows I'm waiting for him to move because I've done every other machine in this little area, uh, this 30-minute workout zone. While this old dude, this guy, has been sitting on the bicep curl machine uh, for at least a minimum of 10 minutes. Because uh, actually he was there before I got there, so I don't know how long he was there altogether. So this guy, here's where the story takes a turn. This guy that I'm pretty mildly annoyed at, um, he's going to come over to me and he's going to lecture me. And his lecture is going to be about me wiping down and cleaning every machine in the area every time I use it. And let me say, I am all for wiping off any sweat that you leave on a machine. Except for, I wasn't sweating yet. What I'm doing is I'm going around really fast, quickly lifting, very lightweight, just to get warmed up. I'm going to go over the cardio equipment and work up a sweat. I'm not stopping and spraying down each and every machine with the uh, Planet Fit Fitness uh, Mystery Chemical Cleaner simply because I touched the machine. And I, I've, I've talked about this in the past on the show that there are people that they spray down the machines and then you have to go, when you use the machine, you have to get a paper towel to wipe the chemicals off. And right now, this is really an example where I feel like I've grown as a human um, because in the past, an incident like this would have resulted uh, probably in a screaming match um, in my younger years. So I took a deep breath, breathed in, and then in my mind, I said serenity now, which is a very powerful um, tool for coping with stress. Then I very calmly stated to this man that I'm really frustrated with at this point. I said to him, before you lecture me about the gym rules, please make sure you are following all the gym rules. Uh, this particular area is reserved for circuit workouts, uh, not for strength training. And I walked over to the sign where the rules posted and pointed to it while I'm explaining the rules to him. And I said, you've been sitting on that machine there uh, sweating for at least 10 minutes while I'm using the area as intended. Um, and as you can see, I'm not sweating yet, so I'm not stopping between each station to spray it down. And if you'd like to go up to the front desk and discuss it with the Planet Fitness Manager, then we can. And of course, the man has no reply. So I finally was able to complete my circuit, got on the bicep machine, and the funny part, right as I'm doing that machine, I'm starting to break out a sweat. So uh, there you go. That's my beef, or one of my beefs this week. Let's talk about more pop culture, well-known beefs. And there's a couple of good ones um, to talk about this week. Uh, probably the biggest one is Cat Williams. 
If you're not familiar with Cat Williams, very funny comedian, one of my favorite comedians. Um, he had a very big beep this week. Not with just one person, but almost everyone, it seems like, in comedy. Um, so here's what happened Cat Williams. He appeared on this podcast hosted by Shannon Sharp, who is an ex-tight end in the NFL. And the podcast, in case you want to go back and, and listen to it or watch the edited version, is called Club Shay Shay, which, okay, I guess that's an interesting name for an adult man. I guess Shay Shannon Sharp, also Shay. So there you go, Club Shay Shay. Um, and anyway... So they're having this talk. He's interviewing Cat Williams on his podcast, um, which was interesting because um, Cat Williams doesn't do like a lot of press. But uh, they're talking about beef with a lot of different people that Cat Williams has, and I had never heard of this podcast before. But I just checked like the statistics, and as of today. The Club Shay Shay episode that Cat Williams was on has 50 million views, which is kind of mind-boggling that that many people have, have watched this. Um, just to put it in perspective, uh, Match, the last episode, um, had 106 million people, so only two times as many as this podcast. And then the Super Bowl last year was 115 million again, only twice what this random podcast got. So um, anyway... Here are some of his beefs, because I could spend a whole episode talking about everyone that he had an issue with. Um, so let's start with Kevin Hart, um, famous comedian. And basically his beef, uh, Cat Williams' beef with Kevin Hart, is that he's never really been a comedian. He doesn't sell out like his shows, that he is a Hollywood plant from industry people. From there, uh, another one of his targets was Cedric the Entertainer. And he was talking about how Cedric the Entertainer, his nickname is Entertainer, but uh, in Cat Williams' words, Cedric can't sing, can't dance, and can't write jokes, so he has no idea um, how he's an entertainer. Um, also, another beef that Cat Williams had is that Cedric stole his closing joke and did it on his tour. Um, and joke jacking in the comics world, the comedian world, a very serious crime. Then he moved on, Steve Harvey, uh, Family Feud host, and went on to say Steve Harvey is not a movie star. And again, I'm kind of paraphrasing, kind of quoting what Cat Williams said. He said, um, no one in Hollywood is far looking for a movie star. There are no scripts looking for a country bumpkin that looks like a potato. Again, Cat's words, not mine. Um, he also went on to, and th this is a big thing in the world for some cultures, I suppose. Cat um, went on to accuse Steve Harvey of wearing like a wig back in the day, which um, is a big put down for some people, I suppose. Uh, he also uh, accused Steve Harvey of stealing Cat um, Williams' story about being homeless and made it his own lying about it. Then finally, not finally, there were lots of other beasts, but uh, the one that I thought was kind of interesting is Joe Rogan, the, the biggest podcaster in the world. And they were talking about Cat Williams going on Joe Rogan's show. And Cat said, um, Joe Rogan would never have me on his show. He's too busy pushing six comedians who are never funny. 
which I thought was kind of funny because I knew exactly who he was talking about. I don't know that much about Cedric the Entertainer or Kevin Hart, but I know about those uh, Joe Rogan comedians, uh, the unfunny ones he was talking about. So if you want to check out that beef again, that's uh, Cat Williams on the Club Shea Shea podcast. And it was interesting he picked that podcast. Um, partly because it wasn't like a super well-known podcast, but... It was pretty clear. He, he picked that one strategically because he knew there was going to be no pushback on anything he said at all from Shannon Sharp because he's just not that kind of host. So uh, very smart strategic thinking uh, from Cat Williams, who not surprisingly going out on a tour uh, just in time for all that free publicity. Uh, then the other big beef of the week, uh, Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Kimmel. So um, before, I'm a big Cat Williams fan. So kind of rooting for him and the stories that he's told to be true um but between aaron Rodgers and jimmy kimmel i don't really care i specifically don't like aaron Rodgers, and i will not get into the baxter stuff and his other dumb statements i like jimmy kimmel okay but he's problematic in his own right uh, just you know google jimmy kimmel and carl malone and you'll see what I'm talking about. But uh, anyway, they got into a big beef this week because um, Aaron Rodgers went on Pat McAfee show, uh, which is a podcast slash talk show that's now on ESPN, um, a show that's very broy. Mentioned Joe Rogan before. Um, this is a very broy Joe Rogan type sports show. But anyway, Aaron Rodgers has been on there spouting all kinds of nonsense about vaccines and conspiracy theories and, and whatnot. Uh, and while he was on the Pat McAfee show, um, what he did is he made a statement um, in, in his defense for this. He was pretty sure he was joking. But he said, oh, he can't wait to for the Epstein list to be released because uh, he, Jimmy Kimmel's name will be on there. So um, that resulted in a very very bitter, upset tweet from Jimmy Kimmel basically saying some mean things and that if you continue down this path, then you know we'll discuss it in court. Then from there, uh, Jimmy Kimmel on his late night show, he takes you know, seven minutes out of his monologue and to his credit just completely ripped Aaron Rodgers up and down, making fun of his education, making fun of just about everything. And that was actually pretty funny. So that happened. And then a day later on the Pat McAfee show, um, there's like some kind of announcement saying that Aaron Rodgers will no longer be on that show. And it's pretty clear that Pat McAfee says that he's kind of tired of the controversy, doesn't want anything to do with it. So done, right? Well, not so fast because two days later, Aaron Rodgers is back on the show um, talking about football so not really sure how this whole thing's going to play out but um there you go lots of beef this weekend that is your topic of the week so let's get into new music and i'm going to do something that's what i usually reserve for cram mix show i'm going to do um a truly mixed uh 20 25 minutes of music uh, electronic music and i'm going to play things that are heavily inspired by uh i'd say like synth and late 80s um, electronic music and alternative music and I hope you enjoy it because uh, there used to be a time in underground clubland where you would go to a club you get a little bit of hip-hop get a little bit of alternative and you'd kind of get some of these synthy dance mixes that you only heard either on college radio or you'd hear it in the club 
and that's what you're gonna get here for the next 20-25 minutes and first up in this mix you're gonna have Barba and Argo uh, with Aqua Magica uh, here on Living with Kramla. Oh, 
Alright, that is uh, Funk Flames with Mahoney wrapping up a little electronic synth mini mix here on Living with Kramla. Uh, before that, you had Barba and Argo with Aqua Magica. Then it was uh, Louis de Tommaso with the Disco Anthem. After that, you had uh, Cafis with the Caton. Then it was AP and Javert with the Love on the Rocks. And that is everything you've heard on the show this week. Uh, and just a quick reminder, if you like that set, then definitely check out Cramla Mix Show. Um, you can hear both Living with Cramla and Cramla Mix Show just by simply typing in uh, Cramla Radio Shows. Um, Cramla Mix Show is more of a electronic-based show. That's like one continuous one-hour mix. And uh, Living with Cramla is kind of more of an open format with lots of different um, music genres. So anyway... Um, that's that, and uh, let's do a little bit of TV and movie news, but right before I do that, one other thing I want to remind you is that WGOT has a Patreon page. You can subscribe. Money goes directly to WGOT to help us keep the signal in the air, so basically go to patreon.com and search for WGOT, and please consider uh, helping us out and donating a, a dollar or two a month, so there you go. Anyway, um... Earlier in the show, uh, the topic was beef, and we got a couple of new movies where uh, beef is kind of a big part of the movies. And first up in the uh, TV and movie review, let's talk about this movie that came out called Anatomy of a Fall. And I kind of got interested in watching it because it's um, been on a lot of Oscar list and best of 2023 lists, so I thought I would give it a... Uh, a little look-see there, and what Anatomy of a Fall is, is it's a courtroom drama, a very classic courtroom drama, um, I might add. Um, if you kind of like movies from, you know, the 70s and 80s, it's more that style. Um, but a quick synopsis in Anatomy of a Fall, not surprisingly, we have a husband uh, falling to their death. And then the rest of the movie is going to be examining, well what happened to cause him to fall and um, it's pretty interesting and I would say people that are into some of the shows like uh, 48 hours or Dateline or any one of a hundred different docuseries on Netflix um, you'll probably be into this uh, courtroom drama um, exploring basically what happens is um, not surprisingly as they start to dig into the husband's death guess what pretty much like in every show that you've ever seen about like a, a murder like this or a death um, turns out there's going to be a toxic relationship between the husband and wife and of course there is one here and um yeah it's really like solid really well made really good i thought maybe the most interesting thing um for me anyway um knowing a lot about like you know true crime i thought it was really interesting um the point that the movie is making about the differences in how a murder trial is conducted in France versus the rules in America. But um, yeah, definitely enjoyed it. Um, it's video on demand right now, but it should be streaming on a streamer here pretty soon. Um, otherwise, you got to pay the $4.99 like I did uh, to check it out. Uh, then, uh, talking about beef, you know, Anatomy of Fall, husband-wife beef. Then you have Napoleon, who had beef with a lot of people in a lot of different countries. But anyway, um, it's directed by Ridley Scott, one of the all-time best directors. Um, and going in, 
I kind of had certain expectations for this movie, uh, thinking that it was going to be a very kind of classic, um, straightforward, um, historic drama or biopic. It is not at all. Um, so here, let me tell you a little bit more about it. Um, Napoleon, and a very interesting casting choice, is played by Joaquin Phoenix, okay? Um, who chooses, and I actually think it was the right choice, he, he chose not to try to do a French accent because if you try an accent work and it fails and it's really distracting to the whole movie, whereas if, you know, you don't do that, you just kind of get used to um, the fact that Napoleon Bonaparte speaks with an American accent. So um, actually like that choice that he, he didn't. And what kind of separates Napoleon from some of the other like classic um, historic dramas is that it's one part love story, Napoleon and Josephine, very, very famous letters. Then it's also one part like farce. I mean, it is really kind of making fun of Napoleon and, um, you know, France in general. And I thought, like, the jokes in that part were, were very funny. So you've got this love story, you got this comedy, and they're sandwiched in between these, like, enormous, giant, you know, battle scenes um, across Europe. Uh, so it was a very interesting combination of elements and not really at all what I expected. In fact, I'd kind of heard some like negative reviews about the movie or maybe not you know great reviews and I kind of went in with really lowered expectations about um, what, how it was going to be and I was pleasantly surprised because I thought it was a uh, pretty original and pretty fun but if you're looking for a very like accurate and truthful uh, play of events how they happened I don't think like Napoleon probably um, is that accurate in some areas in fact I know there's some controversy about uh, the scene they showed in the movie where Napoleon is firing cannons at the pyramids in Egypt and I think the general consensus is that it did not happen. And there's some other things that if you're a historian and you're really into Napoleon and European history, they're going to probably really bug you. But if you're like me and you just like history and you're not necessarily an expert and you kind of like comedy and weird, um, weird combinations, then I say Napoleon might be a movie for you. And uh, I did that video on demand too. But it's going to be streaming very soon on Apple Plus. So there you go. Those are your uh, movie picks of the week. And let's get into uh, some more new music. And I got a new one right here on Living with Kramla from Sheer Mag, and it's called Moonstruck.
T.L.P. Gainesville. Before that, you heard uh, Sheer Mag with Moonstruck. Then it was David Nance and Mode Sound with Mock the Hours. Right after that, you had Sleater Kenny with Untidy Creature. Then it was uh, Fat Dog, All the Same. And uh, thank you all the same for listening to uh, Living with Cramwell and supporting WGOT. Before I head out of here and head or hand things over to the next great DJ, a couple business-related items if you like. Living with Cramla, and you like my other show, Cramla Mix Show, uh, then I'm easy to find online. Just search for Cramla, which is C R A M E L A. Um, you can uh, stream or download or listen to almost all my shows via um, Apple Podcast or SoundCloud, uh, depending what your preference is. So um, that's totally free for you, the uh, listener, to enjoy. Also, if you enjoy WGOT, there's a couple different ways you can support the station. The easiest and the cheapest way to support WGOT is go online and stream WGOT through one of the many different um, uh, different types of uh, apps and places where you can stream online radio. Uh, another free way you can help support the station is go to our Facebook page. Give us a like because on that page, besides like really dumb and silly memes, we also post like information about volunteer meetings, how you can become involved with the station, and uh, how to help us do fundraising and things like that. So uh, that's another totally free way you can help support the station if you like the programming. Um, if you've got a little bit of money, uh, there's two other ways you can help us. Uh, from the WGOT uh, Facebook page, you'll find our Venmo account, and we take uh, all sorts of donations, little, small, medium, big, whatever. Um, so if you got an extra $5, you really like what we're doing, you can uh, do that or 
donate that to us because we're commercial free and we have severe limits on what we can do as far as advertising uh, so we really need like the community and fans to step up and help us out in that way and then another financial way you can help WGOT out is by going to uh, patreon.com searching for WGOT uh, becoming a monthly patron which means you can set your dollar amount one dollar two dollars five dollars ten dollars whatever you like um, and that comes out of your account each and every month and um, all that money gives us like a continuous um, type of revenue uh, that we can count on uh, that will help us kind of pay for things like licensing electricity equipment um, there's so many different costs, even in running a low-power FM station like a WGOT. And last year, that's uh, no secret to people that have been listening to the show and the station for a while that we barely made it through. And uh, I would say that a lot of those same concerns are going to be happening in 2024. And uh, we really want to keep community radio up and running. We are the only thing approximating um, a college radio station here. And we're also... Uh, the only station that kind of has a uh, progressive voice to kind of counter a lot of the AM um, conservative radio that's out there. So, um, again, you can subscribe. Help us out $1 a month or more at patreon.com. So, there you go. That's all the business uh, that we have to talk about this week. And I'm going to be heading out. Uh, again, thank you for listening to Living with Cramwell. I'll be back, same time, same channel, next week. Enjoy, be safe, have fun.